Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. are back welcome back everyone to another episode of the brothers of the dram podcast i'm your host aj with my co-host eric eric how are you doing today i'm doing good hope everyone's doing good out there i'm ready for tonight's episode excellent so we have episode three and today we're going to be talking about three different topics we're going to do baseball and bourbon that's the main topic because as you guys know baseball season is just starting off we're also going to talk about the golf masters winner for any golf fans out there. And lastly, back to the whiskey, we're going to talk about, does the label on a bottle matter? Does it make you want to buy a bottle or does it deter you to do something else? Which is my favorite topic. I'm excited for topic number three. Topic number three. Should we do it backwards? Nah, I'd be doing myself. We're going to go in order. Yeah, let's go in order. But since this is a whiskey podcast, we're going to start with our usual, what we are drinking. Eric, what are you drinking today? I will be drinking some um, good old Woodford Reserve. Ah, that's some good stuff. Yes, sir. Which one is it? Um, the, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it is the Distillers Select. Okay, Distillers Select, um, regular, uh, bourbon. This was given to me as a gift. So, what? was it a good gift, AJ? It seems like you have a lot of gifts coming, but yes, I am a huge fan of Woodford Reserve. That's a definitely a good whiskey. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. Do you want to uh, talk about what you're drinking, or should I do my sipping first? How do you want to do it? Oh, yeah, I'll definitely – well, I'll talk about what I'm going to be drinking as well, and then I'll have you pop yours open. Now that I think about it, though, the first episode, I was drinking Woodford Reserve, but I had the Double Oak one. So maybe mm-hmm. we can compare notes from the Double Oak to what you're sipping on today. Yeah, we could. I I, I don't remember what you what your notes were, but we can do the best we can. Yeah, we, you know, it's been two weeks. We'll probably forget anyways. Yeah. I am sipping on in the topics of baseball and bourbon. I'm also doing a bourbon. I am doing the Bullet Bourbon Blender Select. Have you had that one before, Eric? Um, I don't think I have, to be honest. You've had it before? I've had it before. It's one of my, in my collection. It's probably my favorite bullet, to be honest. It comes in at a good 50% ABV. So, you know, it has that little spice, that little kick to it. Okay. I love making old fashions with bullet. But this one, I keep it for it. So when I want whiskey, that's neat. I don't do any kind of mixing with this one. Oh, okay. So it's the good stuff. Yeah, it's the better stuff of the bullet, I would say, in my opinion. This one have, it does not have an age statement on it, but I believe they aged this specific blend for at least nine years. So it should oh, have some good oak on it. Okay, cool. But there, whatever. Crack yours open. Let's see what you're getting on your nose. All right. So in, in the spirit of our sports uh, episode today, I think we should do like what they do in baseball when like someone does a hits a home run or something like that. The announcer stops speaking and just lets the viewer enjoy the crowd and the noise and everything. So we're gonna enjoy the noise with this from the very beginning of cracking it open, unwrapping it, and pouring. Okay. Silence. So let's keep it silence and enjoy the sounds of whiskey. Here we go. Okay, so we took the plastic off. Okay, I think that failed because it's going to take me a second. I also hear, are you scraping the bottle on the table? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, there's tape, there's like adhesive on it or a label on it, so I had to cut it. 
Okay, now it's time for the cork pop. Are you ready for the cork pop? I think everyone's ready for the cork pop. Okay. Oh. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was the four. Oh, yeah. That was nice, huh? That was actually a really good cork pop. There's nothing better than a brand new bottled cork pop. Right? Okay, so let me, uh, let me smell it. What's the proper term? The nose? Let me hit the nose or let me, yeah, uh, you're gonna nose it. I'm gonna nose this. So let's see. The proper term is whatever you want to call it, Eric. Whatever makes you happy, brother. I'm gonna nose it. So, nose um, it. I'm getting some sort of a citrusy sort of smell. Okay, yeah. Maybe some like oranges or something. Spicy, a little spicy. Yeah, and that's pretty much it, I guess. So let me, uh, let me give it a taste now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smooth. Not bad. Little, um, little citrusy still. I like it. It's, um. Is it a little sweet for you? Do you, do you taste like a little sweetness on it? Yeah, a little bit sweetness. A little bit of sweetness. And I, let me, let me take a second sip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting like a cinnamony sort of citrusy feel to it. Huh. Yeah, not bad. I like it. Very good. So have you ever, do you like old fashions, Eric? I don't even know if I asked you before. I do like old fashions. I am a fan. Have you ever made it with Woodford Reserve before? Never. Okay. I'm going to recommend it. Okay. Woodford Reserve is one of my go-tos for old fashions. My actually favorite one is Eagle Rare, which a lot of people probably not be happy with that response because it's such a good whiskey that people like it neat. But it has a little bit of apple notes in it that I love in the old-fashioned with the orange with the citrus. I do think it's a good blend. Similar with the Woodford, it has that little oak, that little sweetness that complements the orange zest in the old-fashioned well. A little citrus on citrus yes, action sir. for you. So a lot of people make them make an old-fashioned a little differently, right? Depends on where you go. It depends on where you go. They use different cherries. Some people um, don't even use cherries. Some people use bitters or an orange bitters opposed to an actual orange or an orange rind. I've been to higher places that do, I'm probably going to pronounce the cherry wrong. I believe it's the Luxor cherries, which is are really dark and very like fruitful. I've had old fashions with that kind of cherry in it before, but most places just use maraschino. Okay. I mean, AJ, AJ claims to be uh, the uh, not to not know too much about whiskey, but to his credit, he did go to bartending school, right, AJ? <laughs> I did go to bartending school. I went there and I graduated and I also got my TIP certification on top of it. So in order to graduate my school, I had to memorize, I believe it was like 215 different drinks. And on the final exam, my instructor would throw 12 different drinks at me and I had to make them all within 12 minutes. Wow. And so that was pretty difficult. But yeah, I, I would say I'm not a bartender by any means, but I am certified and I do love making different drinks. Cool. So what's your uh, what's your old fashioned recipe? So this is a very exclusive top secret recipe that I have here, Eric, but only oh. us and our listeners can hear it. OK, very okay. secretive, very secretive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I like to do, I like mine a little sweeter. So I'll throw in two sugar cubes, a maraschino cherry, and then I'll throw some orange bitters in there. Splash of club soda. I'll muddle that all up. And then I'll put in a big cube of ice. And on top of that, I'll pour two ounces of the bourbon of my choice. And then I'll garnish it with just a cherry. Mm, That's one way of doing it. My other way. Club soda, huh? Club soda, yes, sir. 
Just a little dash, just a little, little drip. I thought it was just basically like a little bit of sugar, the whiskey, and then an orange peel, and and like that's it. No, some people some people make it that way. Okay. Yeah, there's multiple like the way I make it is not even the way I was taught in school to make it. That's just my my like, favorite. Like it. Yeah, it's the way I like it. However, if I do not have orange bitters, what I'll do is instead I'll I'll throw regular bitters in there, and then I'll do an orange rind. I'm sorry, not orange rind, a slice of an orange. And muddle that with everything so it's actual orange flavor that comes through it. And then I'll also do my two ounces of whiskey on top. So if I'm, if I do not have orange bitters, I'll use an orange. All this talk is making me thirsty, Eric. I need to crack my whiskey open. Right, it's your turn. Oh my god, we kind of... A little bit of a tangent there. Yeah. Let me get this little cork pop. It's not gonna be as good as yours, but let me... Ooh. It wasn't as good, but that it, was it nasty. Did, did the job. Did the job. That was nasty. Nasty. I liked it. And he pour this guy. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I'm already on my second glass on this. I really like it. It's the first time I've had Woodford Reserve. You're already on your second glass? I haven't had a sip of mine yet. Yeah, well, my second uh, Glencairn pour. Your second dram, if you will? My second dram, ah. my brother. All right, I'm going to nose this whiskey now so I can get some sips in. Okay. And for those listening at home, when we talk about the whiskey that we're sipping on for the day, if you have a bottle of it, Sip along with us. See if you get the notes that we're getting. And if you get something different, go on our Instagram, send us a DM, and we can talk about it. Yeah, and then you can judge us on our taste of whiskey, whether it's good or poor. <laughs> Judgmental free zone there, my brother. All right, on the nose of this guy here, I'm getting strong caramel, strong vanilla, and, of course, oak. I, get, I think I get oak a lot with bourbon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Right, let me get a little, little sip in here, a little sippage. Okay. Give it a, take your time. Give it a good sip. After you take your sip, have you ever, this might sound weird to listeners, but rubbed your tongue on the roof of your mouth afterwards for the finished flavor? Never. I have a, no, I'm not going to say a friend. Someone who I know who is a wine sommelier taught me that when it comes to wine specifically with the dry notes and stuff like that. I started doing it with whiskey, and I do find that it does also help find different notes in it. And I think it's just because inside the... I think the roof of your mouth has different taste buds in it or something. Or maybe your tongue, by smashing on the roof, it changes it. I don't know. I like nose. All I know is that when you get a brain freeze, they say to put your tongue up there and it helps. Ah, so maybe there is something going on with so that. Maybe something's going up all up in there. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother. So on the palate with this one, caramel's still there. Still getting the vanilla, but not as much. What I'm actually getting now on the palate is like dark chocolate and some spice. Ooh. Okay. Have dark you ever had that's always dark, good. It is, right? But have you ever had it with wine before? I'm not, I'm sorry, not wine. Well, wow. Let's go get back to whiskey. Have you ever had dark chocolate with whiskey before? I have not. Never. Neither have I. Maybe one day we should do an episode of tasting different things with our whiskey and see what complements whiskey. Yeah. Is that supposed to be something people do? Dark chocolate with whiskey? Um, I do not know, to be honest. I know about having, you know, obviously nuts with it. Um, The one I learned recently was bacon with whiskey, which I am a, a huge fan of now. Oh, wow. I think maybe we can refer that to our uh, listeners again, if there's any ideas out there. Let yeah. us know. If they well, want we, us to well, do any kind of test. With. Yeah, we can have a taste test if we get enough uh, things to pair it with and we can give it a shot. Yeah, I'm in for that. That'd be fun. Back to the first topic we have here is baseball and bourbon. Okay. What do you think of the off season that's been happening with baseball so far? Um, I mean, in short, I think a lot of teams um, have built their clubhouse pretty nicely. Um, for example, the Toronto Blue Jays look solid, really, really solid. The uh, the White Sox look decent to me. 
The Astros always kind of good. Cheaters. Don't talk about Astros. We don't talk about them on this podcast. Cheaters. Cheaters. Uh, of because course, all our, be biased. All, our, all of our Houston followers now, they're all like hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know as well, AJ. They oh, they do know. know. They well. won't admit it, but they know. They know. Um, <laughs> who else is good? Uh, the, um, the Dodgers look pretty good. Obviously, I'm being biased, but if we're going to talk about our division, San Diego Padres, Probably under defo- underperformed last season, and I think they're going to be really solid. And the Giants were a huge surprise last season, and I think they're going to stay solid as well. But um, there's a lot of good teams that have really uh, done done a good job. The Yankees look pretty decent. Uh, the Braves, you know, they have a possibility to repeat. They they took uh, Kenley Jansen from us. Um, oh yeah. I am more than happy that they did because the last three years he gave me more high blood pressure than any McDonald's I ate. In the last three years. <laughs> but he did so. get a ring, though. He got his ring. He's a legend. He, he is a legend. Yes. Um, I respect him, but I think we kept him three years too long. I'm glad he's gone. I hate to say it. A lot of people might not like it, but for three years, I was on the edge of my seat when that guy came out to pitch. So good luck to him, though. I wish him all the best. Oh, definitely. And, and full disclaimer, um, Eric and I, since we are here in Southern California, we are Dodger fans. So a little biased there. Yeah, probably extremely biased. Born and raised, been going since I was a little kid, since I can remember. Part of the Blue Crew fan club. I don't know if any, anyone remembers the Blue Crew yeah, fan club. Yeah, old school. <laughs> All about that stuff. So uh, big time bias there. But it should be a good season. There's a lot of solid teams out there. Who do you think? Okay, this is early. This is very, very early in the season. Very early, yes. But if you had to pick a team, and you can't say Dodgers, pick a team to go to the World Series, who would it be? Oh, boy. You know Texas did really a really good job with their team signing um their the middle of their infield. They signed some solid players, especially Cody uh uh Seeger. Oh yeah, Corey Seeger from former Corey Seager. But uh I honestly I think the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are really solid. They have all kinds of young talent. They have uh Vlad Jr. They have a a, a solid pitching staff. The Blue I, I would say watch out for the Blue Jays. If it's not the Dodgers, I would I put my money on Blue Jays. What's your What's your prediction, AJ? Even though I do not want to say this team, I am predicting the Padres to go. Oh boy! I know, I know. Neither of us like that choice. You know, the Padres on paper. I mean, they have one of the best teams on paper. But you know, in baseball, that doesn't really matter. A lot of it has to do with how hot you are going into the postseason. If you're hot in the right time, you're going to win it all. They have one of my favorite players. Uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I yeah. love the dude, but I think he's injury prone, so I think there's a problem there. Not to go off topic of baseball, but real, real quick tangent here. Um, you talk about look good on paper. Look at the Lakers, for example. They have an all-star team, and they had the worst record in poly Lakers history. 16 games under 500. You know, you have Westbrook. You have, if you're a fan of LeBron, LeBron. You have Kamala Anthony. Legends. Anthony Davis. Legends. These guys can get their numbers retired, and they had 16 under 500. All right, back to baseball. Yeah. That's the topic of the day. We could do basketball another day. Well, you know what? I went to a Laker game once, and they, um, my wife got a suite from her work. They gave her a suite, and I, when we went in, they had a bottle of um, what's the one with the red wax on it? Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. And I had Maker's Mark the whole game, and it was fun. I had a good uh, time. Yeah, you know what? In basketball. <laughs> do you know that Maker's Mark? If I'm not mistaken, is the official sponsor of NBA? Oh, is it? Maybe that's I, why they had it there. 
I think so because I have a limited edition, of course, limited edition Maker's Mark bottle that has the purple and gold wax on it for to represent okay. Lakers, and it came with Lakers Maker's Mark glasses. So I do believe either it's ex- either they have something going on with the Lakers or with the NBA, but they do have that bottle that came out. Uh, I believe it came out last year. I have a back to baseball. Back, back to baseball. What else? Oh, I have a story. I have a story about baseball. Go for it. Um, one time I got caught. Long story short, I got, uh, we went to a Dodger game. You can't tailgate at Dodger games. So, um, we decided to buy some Jack Daniels and some mm. Slurpees. Mm-hmm. So we poured our Slurpees, uh, into, um, we poured our Jack Daniels into the Slurpees and enjoyed it, but, um, they caught us. They Wait, caught how'd they us. catch you? They just, they were just, there, there's eyes in the sky. I don't know. They have people in bikes. They have people in like carts to make sure nobody's doing anything. They're real. They take uh. it serious. So there's people there basically to snoop on you and make sure you're not tailgating or drinking because they want you to buy their $25 micheladas. So we were getting out and they must have seen us from the beginning because these guys in their little bicycles <laughs> came and sort of surrounded the car and they said, what do you got in there? And I and I had finished mine. He took my cup and he smelled it and he's like, you've been drinking, haven't you? And I was like, yeah, I have. And he didn't like it and he took my ticket away. Well, okay, okay. How can they do that if you're in the parking lot? You're not even in the stadium yet. I don't know, but they were, they were actual police officers. So I oh, so I, you weren't like security guards or anything. No, the security actual cops. were the rats. The securities were the, there and pointed us out to the cops. So we saw them, how they were like, yeah, it's those guys. Go to them. And the cops came in their bicycles. Security was driving in a golf cart and pointed us out. And then the cops came in their bicycles. Kicked me out, basically. We had an extra ticket, so I just did a walk around the street. <laughs> and I went in later. So it all worked out. You know, I bet you they do that because of all the fights that happened at Dodger Stadium. Possibly, but you know what? It's a good mix. It's a slur, a Coke Slurpee, and Jack Daniels. It's pretty good. So you would say it's a Jack and Coke. It's a Jack and Coke on uh, icy. See, you know what you got to do next time, Eric, mm-hmm. is get a Coke icy mixed with cherry icy, and then put mm-hmm. your Jack in it for that Jack and Cherry Coke icy we talked Dude, about. You're going on with your Cherry Coke. Uh, no, thank you. Hey, you know, don't mess up a good thing, bro. Exactly. So I'll stick to regular Coke. Stick to regular Coke. <laughs> Good point, AJ. Damn, that backfired. So for anyone going to Dodger games, don't pregame because they're watching you like a hawk. Put it in a uh, Capri Sun or something where they'll never guess and they can't smell it because they literally made me show them the cup to smell it. So be careful, guys. You know what? I had a one last topic about baseball before we move on. Have you sure. heard about what's going on with the, you know, Granted, not a huge fan of the Yankees, but I'm a fan of this guy, Aaron Judge. Have you heard about what's going on with him? Yeah, I know something about his contract, how he was offered a contract by the Yankees. I guess he declined, um, and he's. Lo- I-, I guess he's looking to free agency because he'll be a free agent after this season, I think. That's pretty much all I know. Uh, he's probably going to test out free agency, in my opinion. Do you have any idea what kind of numbers he's looking at if he's going to test out free agency? Because because the Yankees, I believe, offered him 27 mil. How much more money do you need to test in free agency? I mean, if it's 27 mil, I'm I'm guess he's going to push to like 30, somewhere in the 30s. I think he's from the Bay Area, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Giants go after him. Oh, uh, we don't want that to happen, right? We don't want uh, we don't want them snagging him up. But I don't see how the Yankees don't let him go. I don't you don't see how they don't let him go or do let him go. Do not. I don't see how they okay. allow him to walk away. 
Do you think that they're going to let him test free agency? Then if he gets an offer, they're just going to counter with the same or a little bit more? Well, the choice is, is judge's choices. Judge's choice. If he wants to test the agent, free agent market, that's on him. He doesn't have to sign. But, I mean, I'm sure they'll counter whether he comes to them with, hey, this team offered me this. I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to sign him. He's a, he's a talented player, so we'll yeah. see where that goes. Before we transition, Eric, is there anything else about baseball you want to add? Um, no, I think I'm good, other than um, they should have more whiskey at the games instead. <laughs> People usually go with beer. You know, we need to go to a Ducks game and hang out in the uh, the Jack Daniels Lounge. Sure. Ducks? Sure, I guess. Ducks are okay. You know why? Because we are Ducks, and Ducks fly together. Ducks are okay. Knights are better. Ducks are okay. Las Vegas Golden Knights. There you go. That's more like it. So the other topic I want to talk about was the Masters, Golf Masters this weekend. Huge tournament. Lame. Lame? What do you mean I lame? About, I, don't, I don't know a single thing about golf. I don't care about golf. I couldn't, I couldn't answer a single question about golf. We've gone golfing before. We've gone golfing once. And who won? I don't even know. I beat your ass. Come Probably because I don't even know I don't even know the rules. Not to mention you're like what six four and you're using my golf clubs and I'm only five ten. I mean I didn't know that I didn't even know that there's different golf clubs for different heights. Oh yeah, you're too tall. Do you need to get custom ones? Yeah. Anyways, just to cover this real quick because the Masters is a big topic for a lot of golf fans out there. Uh, Scotty Scheffler won the tournament and he is only 25 years old. Eric, imagine. Yeah. 25 years old, winning the Masters and getting a green jacket. So, since you're not a golf fan, you don't know this, but every year... I know year, the green jacket. I oh, know, you do know. I know it's, like, a big deal if you win the Masters, and you you become part of this, like, prestigious club of people yes. who wear green jackets. Do you know that because of Happy Gilmore with the gold jacket? <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Great movie. <laughs> Amazing movie. Hilarious. So, the cool thing is that once you win the green jacket, and I learned this from my dad, I was watching the Masters with him... At the end of the tournament, they have a champion's dinner. And the way it works is the person who won the Masters the previous year gets to pick the meal for the following year. Hmm. It's like a little bit with honors. So right. 25 years old, won first place. He, okay, on the, on the last day, day four, hole 18, he four putted and he still won by under 10. Oh dang. So he really kicked butt. The whole weekend he kicked butt. He beat Rory McIlroy, which I'm a fan of. He beat him by three strokes. Do you by chance know the difference of the take-home between first place and second place? I have no clue. I figured you would say that. I figured you'd say that. First place, um, Scotty took home 2.7 million. Wow. And then second place, Rory took home 1.62 million. What would you do, Eric? If you let's go second place. If you had 1.62 from uh, four days of work. Jesus. I would be ecstatic, first of all, and I would pay my house off. <laughs> I think you would, would do. I think you wouldn't, you would just sell your house and buy even a bigger, better house if you're going to make a 1.6 million in four days. No, I wouldn't do that. I would buy my house off and then I would have my headquarters, family headquarters set for life. And whatever I have left, I would use it to enjoy the rest of my life and do the things I love. So I'd be a season ticket holder to the Dodgers. Season ticket holder <laughs> to the Galaxy for soccer, if anybody likes soccer. I would travel. I would do all the things I want to do now that my home is paid off. And I don't want to get – I wouldn't want to waste it again more to get something more extravagant because I'm happy with what I have. I'm a simple man. I live a simple life. Simple. And I would do – that's exactly what I would do with my money. 
Okay, but do you really think after and I'm not going to put your financials out here on the podcast, but from one from 1.62 deduct what you owe on your house. Do you really think you could live the rest of your life with that amount of money and travel and everything and it would still be there to retire? Well, if I kept my job. Oh, okay, so you're okay, you're not talking about retiring, you're just talking about just having that money to Yeah, I'm not going to aside fund money. No okay. way, man. All right. Well, two more people I want to talk about from the golf tournament. My favorite golfer is Dustin Johnson. Eric, do you know who that is? Nope. All right. So he was one over, took 12th place in the tournament. My dad and I went to go see him in person at the um, the Genesis Open, which I can't remember exactly what city it's in, but it's over in SoCal towards the beach. And uh, I remember watching him do a drive, and he hits the ball so hard and so far that we heard the whistle fly by us um, from his drive. It was amazing, and I've been a fan of his ever since. How fast do their their hits go? Their putts or or not their putts? What do you call it when you hit it? The, the drive. Their drive, yeah. How how far do they go? How fast? Like how many oh, miles per hour? I, you know, what? I'm sure I can Google it, but I do not know. You know what? Do you want to Google that real quick while I talk about the next golfer? Sure. Go, go, yeah, Google that because I'm curious as uh, as well myself. The last golfer I want to talk about, and of course, there's many, many more out there. But the big talk is Tiger Woods came back. Eric, did you know that he got in a car accident and he almost had his leg amputated? Uh, I knew he got in a pretty bad car accident. I didn't know that they almost amputated his leg. Yep, he ended up breaking his leg. I, I forgot which which bones they were, but I believe it was like around the shin and around the thigh. So pretty much the whole leg. And it was it's so bad that no one expected him to golf again, but he's back playing the Masters. If you look at when he looks at his putts, his leg is so messed up he can't even kneel down like the other golfers. So that made him struggle, and with that said, he ended up finishing 13 over and 47th place. Whoa! Yeah. He messed his game up. Completely messed his game up, but I give him credit because he was not expected to return, and here he is. Not only trying, but he's still a better golfer than almost everyone else in the world. Yeah, I get (laughs) (laughs) What? I guess. Yeah, he's the greatest in the world. One of the greatest in the world. Yes. For sure. Well, at least he can get, uh, he didn't get a green jacket, but maybe he can get, you know, like a he has four. trophy or something. Or I, b- I believe he has four or five green jackets already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he well, has plenty. He's already at the dinner, you know, four times over. A participation trophy. <laughs> okay, so I, I Googled it. So yes. uh, tour pros tend to average golf swing speeds in the 110 to 115 mile per hour range. And that's almost like baseball. But that's the swing speed. Are you talking about the swing speed, or were you asking about the, the oh, ball that's speed? Oh, swing speed. Oh, never mind. Oh, um, they averaged 168 miles per hour with their driver. There we go. Yeah, that's because it's definitely faster than a, than a baseball. Yeah. Damn. I think baseball is like in the 110s. I'll look that up, too. Okay. Have you ever been hit by a golf ball? No. So I was golfing again once with my dad. And we, I forgot what golf course we were at a long time ago, and I believe it was a simple par three just to, you know, get up for the morning. And some a-hole, actually I'll just call him it, an asshole, hit his ball off the driving tee, was going the opposite direction of me. And he hit it off the driver, came directly at me and my dad and the other guys we were golfing with, didn't yell four. four. Nope, no four. All I remember is I'm walking, next thing you know, the ball hits me right in my shoulder, like up, like upper shoulder by my face. So imagine if it was just six inches to the right, could hit me in the head. What a prick. Get him. Did you fight him? No. My dad was yelling at him. That was great. I was a, I was a little kid, dude. Wow. So baseball, the average speed that comes off the bat on average is 103 miles per hour. So 
Golfers hit about 60 to 65 miles per hour more than baseball players. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your fun fact of the day. Super fun. (laughs) Yay! Yay, baseball! Cool. Cool. How's your uh, whiskey doing, man? Are you you still on your second glass? Yeah, I'm on my second glass. I slowed down. Um, This golf talk really kind of, (laughs) I almost fell asleep, so I stopped drinking. But uh, (laughs) I'm still on my second one. All right. Well, as long as you're enjoying it, man, I'm enjoying my bullet over here. I'm thinking about uh, finishing my glass and just pointing a second one to catch up with you. Do it. Do All it. Right, screw it. I'm going to do it real quick. We should move on to our third topic, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with labels on the bottles, right, AJ? Yes, sir. So in my opinion, I think I have a graphic design background, so I studied that for for a while. Did you, I, did you do that in uh, here in the States, or was that actually done in Italy? That was done in Italy. Okay. Um, I, I have a master's degree um, from the Florence Design Academy in Italy. Show off. I mean, it's an international school. It's, a, you know, it's it's a small little school. It's not like it's a big deal. It, the best part was being in Florence. Oh, I bet. And then it helped me. That helped me because I work now as an instructional designer, so I develop learning content. So the graphic background has really helped me. Whether, you know, it's a great school or not, it helped me gain another arsenal in my job. So I always look at visuals um, in everything, whether it's a bottle, a sign, or whatever. And when I even pick a bottle, sometimes I just look at what it looks like. And if it looks cool, I might pick it up. It's so kind you, of important to me. So you do judge a whiskey bottle by its label? Mm. I guess I wouldn't say judge. I would just say it, it helps dictate my selection because I like something visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just helps dictate it sometimes. Not always. You know, sometimes I go in and I'm just like, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. But I won't buy it. Do you go into, let's say you're going to go buy a bottle of whiskey and you go into a store. We've already established that the label can possibly make a difference for you. But if you know what you want, let's say, for example, um, your Woodford that you're dr- drinking right now. Mm-hmm. You love it. You're like, you know, I always want to keep this one on my shelf. So you're going to go to get it. But next to it, you see a different bottle you've never heard of before, but you love the label. Would you pick the un the, the, the whiskey you're unknowledgeable about, or would you go with the one that you went for that you always keep on your shelf? Mm, no, I usually tend to, to, to play it safe on things, um, especially with what I drink or what I like. I know what I like. I like what I want kind of thing. Yeah. I wouldn't replace it, but if there was a budget and it wasn't too expensive for a second bottle, then I'd say, oh, I'll grab that one just to try it, just to see what it's like. But I wouldn't do it um, to replace my everyday drinker or something I want in always stopped in my bar. You're a simple man. Mm-hmm. Simple man. And be a simple <laughs> And we lost our listeners again. Sorry. Goodbye, listeners. That was fun while it lasted. Hey, we so, might have some Leonard Skinner fans. <laughs> Is there a bottle of whiskey that you've seen the label caught your eye that you always remember and you wanted to buy it or did buy it, depending if you could afford it or not? Mm, the, I mean, the only one I could think about is going back to it is the Blade Runner bottle. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that one was just an absolute beauty aesthetically and even just like the shape of the bottle is beautiful. That's the only one that really stands out. I think I've bought in 
one. I think I bought a Tom Petty style whiskey because I don't know if there's any NASCAR fans in there. I kind of actually watch NASCAR. Another left turn. Oh God. That's NASCAR to me. Another left turn. That's all it is. We can talk about Formula One or something, but NASCAR for me is just left turns. Well, you don't know enough. I don't. It, it, so me and NASCAR is you and golf, it seems like. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, and I said Tom Petty. Tom Petty is a musician. I meant Richard Petty. I don't know the difference. It's the, the, <laughs> the, the 43 guy. He wears, it's like the, he's older. He's, it's a blue car. You'll, you'll know it if you see it. It's very famous. I've seen the bottle that you're talking about before, but I never picked it up. Yeah, I think that's the only time I maybe thought, oh, I'll grab it just because of the label. And it's, that bottle's not expensive, am I right? It's like 30 bucks? Yeah, I don't think it's too expensive, but I couldn't tell you how much it was. Yeah, it might be. But yeah, is there any time you bought something because of the way it looks? I'm sure. Oh, actually, I'm looking right now. It's uh, at Total Wine, it's $40. 40 for the, the petty one? Yeah, the it's NASCAR? called Whiskey 43. Okay. And since you bought it, what do you think of that one? It was okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a Canadian whiskey? Uh, no, I believe that's a... American? Yeah, that's it's got to be American. I'm thinking Kentucky, Kentucky whiskey, but um, I'd have to look into it. I'm not okay. really sure, to be honest. The reason I ask is because for me, Canadian whiskey usually doesn't have a, a strong punch with flavor. When you said it was okay, that's what it was kind of leading me to. Since I've never purchased the bottle or tasted it, I didn't know. Oh, really? I, I'm a big fan of uh, Pendleton whiskey. Have you ever had that? I do, and actually I have a bottle downstairs. Again, it's I'm not saying Canadian whiskey is bad whiskey. I do have Crown. I have the Crown Reserve and different versions of Crown, as well as some other Kentucky – I'm sorry, not Kentucky, some other Canadian whiskey. But it's just not my go-to. Like if I want to go to the liquor store and buy a bottle, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be Canadian. Hmm. So it would be Scotch, Tennessee, you know, bourbon, something like that, even Irish. So uh the uh, Whiskey 43, that's actually a bourbon whiskey. It is bourbon, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, next time I go to your house, let me try some. Sure. For me, judging a bottle by its label, I'm sure if the listeners might know by now, I'm all about the gimmick. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. So going with the example I asked you, if you're going to the store to buy something specific, you always keep on your shelf. Because for me, I always keep Dalmar 12-year, which is a single barrel scotch. Love it. And when I was there browsing around Total Wine, I found a bottle called Swear Jar. Have you heard of that one, Eric? I have not. The bottle shape, it looks like an old school milk jug, like the car, the milk jugs that the milkman would leave on the porch back, I'm guessing maybe the 60s or the 70s, when they're like glass jars. It looks like that, and the front has a guy in a top hat, and the back of it has a list of curse words. And the point of this bottle is when you're done drinking the whiskey, it's supposed to be the swear jar that you keep at your house. Uh, so, okay, that's kind of creative. Right? So per the back of it, if you say crap, you have to put 25 cents in. If you say shit, it's 50 cents. Damn is a dollar. And fuck is two dollars. Whoa. If that was a real thing in my house, I would probably have a lot of money to buy a lot more whiskey because I say fuck a lot. Mm-hmm. And is that good whiskey? You know, I'm not going to say it's good whiskey, but it's, it's decent. You know, I bought it for the gimmick, so I was the a little boss. excited for it. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I think I posted that months ago on our Instagram account, the front and back of it. So people, if you don't follow us yet, check out Brothers of the Dram on Instagram. Go through our photos. You'll see this one on there. It's called Swear Jar. Nice. Another bottle I bought just because of the bottle, and Eric, you would appreciate this one. Okay. I bought Las Vegas Select Club. Oh, yeah, Vegas. Vegas, Vegas baby. baby comes in a nice red velvet case, kind of like how Crown does. 
and the label has poker chips with four aces, and it says on it, Las Vegas Select Club. So obviously, I bought it for the label specifically since I love poker and I love Vegas. Gotcha. They gotcha. They got me, but, but, mm-hmm. it's Canadian whiskey, and it's light as hell, and there's no complexness to it. Not really good flavor profile I can give, which probably explains why I got it for 15 bucks. <laughs> that might explain it. Yeah, the price, definitely. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Have you by chance seen the Kentucky Owl St. Patrick's Day bottle? Uh, last I month? only have seen it because you sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. Alright, so I guess, I guess for the viewers at home to know, I sent Eric a picture. I said, Eric, I'm gonna bring up this bottle on the podcast just so you know what it looks like. I didn't expect him to actually say that out loud, but it's okay. That's alright. We're, we're, we're real here. We're We're real. We're real. We're honest. Never heard of it. It's nice. It's got a nice little owl on it. It's green. Uh, it looks a little bit sort of a, kind of a classic style look. Uh, It's nice. It's a nice bottle. The reason why I sent it to you, Eric, is obviously so you know what I'm talking about. But also with your graphic design background, curious what you thought of that being a limited edition bottle that's hard to find. Oh, that's a limited edition bottle. Okay. Uh, it was exclusive for St. Patrick's Day that came out this past March. Is, are they nor? Is their bottle normally green? No, it's green exclusively for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it doesn't seem like they did too much besides change it to green. So there wasn't a lot of effort. It seems like to me. Hmm. I would have to see one of their original bottles, but um, it's not screaming St. Patrick's to me, aside from the green color. So I would definitely re- redesign, have redesigned the, the bottle to be even more gimmicky, to mm-hmm. attract more people like you. Oh, God. I, uh, but I would, yeah, I think it's just changing it to green might be just a little bit underperforming, if you ask me. I agree. Um, from the whiskey forums I was reading, a lot of people are not a fan of it, of the look. It seemed very basic, like you said, just changing it to green. Since you already said it, Eric, and people know now I'm into the gimmicks and everything, something exclusive, I want to get my hands on it, but I won't put too much of an effort most of the time because sometimes it's not worth it. This specific bottle is one of those scenarios where I didn't even care to even go looking at a regular store for it, like not even paying retail. The label was lazy, in my opinion. Yeah. In regards to something being exclusive. I mean, it doesn't help that the name is Kentucky Owl and there's an owl on there. I can see why they might have struggled. How do you, with that already in place, how do you make it St. Patrick's feeling? When you have Kentucky, which is not anything Irish, and an owl, I don't know if there's any kind of correlation with an owl and, and the Irish culture, but you have two things kind of going against you if they don't relate to St. Patrick's Day or Ireland or anything. But the, I think the owl was, you know, nice. That's their main logo. I just think if they wanted to come out with something exclusive, they could have done like pot of gold on there, you know, something that goes more with the Irish theme opposed to just changing the color. Yeah, or put a hat. Put a hat. A hat. And a little uh, leprechaun hat. Yeah, a little leprechaun hat on the owl and, and you're good. A little more effort. A little more. Just a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. All right, brother, do you have anything else to talk about on this week's episode? Uh, no, I think we're good. I think I'm ready to sign off. How about you? I think we're good to go. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the Dram, that concludes today's show. Awesome. We'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. 
You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.